What's up, hobby friends, and welcome back to Paint Brinkley, the podcast where you can find a little bit of encouragement, discover new ways to make your hobby more fun, and most importantly, learn to paint bravely. Now we got we got some some good hobby stuff to talk about, not directly related entirely with miniature painting, although we do it have some good mini painting stuff to talk in. about. It does tie in. It does. I mean, it it, it technically does, but it's like the. Any, we'll, we'll get there. We'll, it's fine. We'll get there. Um, <laughs> but of course, before we get to any of that juicy news, uh, we're we're gonna see what what Brent's been up to doing doing hobby last couple weeks. All right. You know what, Casey? I'm going to start with this. This is something I I rarely, oh. rarely do because it encourages bad behavior. But I'm going to start. <laughs> I'm going to start by reading you a YouTube comment that I got just minutes ago on this fine Friday night. Oh, I'm night. so excited! Yeah. I'm so excited. <clears throat> now it encourages bad behavior because, like, if people are like, "Oh, if I if I it leave does. a if I leave a mean comment, he might read it, and then I'll 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 be a paint bravely famous commenter." No, no, no. I mean, that's fair, but at the same time, like, like Scott does it every year. Yeah. He's like a recap of all the terrible things people have said, which probably encourages it, but then gives him, like, full on, here's this thing that, yeah, I don't know. I think it's funny. Okay. Now, this is this is minor, but it happened right before we started recording, so I'm, I'm going to read it to you. Right. Ahem. Okay, okay. And again, currently, in this moment in time, we are late on a Friday night. Now, let me read this comment. Ahem. Soft feminine narration, multiple cats, long ponytail, nice modern channel. Now, what? Oh, I, I, I get the occasional <laughs> attacks on my masculinity from, from real alpha males out there on the internet. Oh, yeah. sure, sure. Um, of course, of course. To which I responded, enjoy your Friday night, because I don't know a lot about this person, but I know that at 11 p.m. on a Friday night, they clicked on a video called How Long Does It Take to Paint a Warhammer Army? So <laughs> the, the manly men coming in here telling me how to live my life. Yeah. I don't know. But. <laughs> yeah. It's, it is, I man, I, like I love a good, bad comment. Yeah, Because it's like, you really got to wonder sometimes. I mean, I, I just have to assume that these they're, they're just people who are sitting there and they're just not they're just not living their best life. Right. And and they don't have enough time to do anything else other than comment and criticize. We we get a lot of it, we get a lot sad. of weird comments. Mostly we get positive comments. We get some mean comments. Mm-hmm. I mean, pretty much daily we get mean comments and mostly I just yeah. ignore them and they sink to the bottom and they'll will go off to leave comments elsewhere on the internet. But I like to respond yeah. on the weekends. I like to respond with like, hope you're having a great weekend. Um, yeah. <laughs> or, or especially a Friday night. You know, if, if someone's like calling into question yeah. my life choices and they're watching, you know, YouTube. I mean, I watch a lot of YouTube videos on Friday nights, but I don't. Yeah. I don't, I don't sure. use that time to also make fun of people. Like <laughs> <laughs> Except for this Friday yeah, that night, is very but fair. He, they asked for it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a little different. <laughs> but we're we're also a couple of weeks out right now from the holidays, and my absolute favorite is getting a mean comment on Christmas because I can just respond, yes. "Merry Christmas! Hope you're having a great time with all your loved ones." Like just 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 <laughs> yeah. nice and neat and friendly, and also like, what are you doing right now? But it, Anyway, yeah. that's it, yeah, like the middle of the afternoon on a, a pretty big holiday for most people. Like, sure. 
so yeah i mean it it's pretty funny i didn't get i think i got one that i may have said i think i got one in this year okay um which is a little low you know it's a little low but that's probably a good thing you know we don't it's not like we want people to be commenting on christmas be like uh your face looks stupid yeah you shouldn't be doing this. Uh, okay. Ideally, Merry people <laughs> are spending the holidays with loved ones, and if not, they're getting some time to relax and watch some YouTube videos that make them happy and, instead of you know sad and angry and, and upset. But anyway, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that, that's a little bit of what's what's going on in my life here. Uh, I got got my Adepticon badge the other day. I'll be going there. I see that you got one of oh, them yes. too. I did. I, in fact, I snagged the the very last, uh, like upgraded badge. The very last one. There was one left on the counter, and I clicked it, and there were zero left. That's very important gamer over here gonna get a a swag bag. <laughs> it's just I know that somebody else was probably doing it at the same time, going, "There's only one left," and then they're disappointed. I just want to let you know that I am the reason for your disappointment. <laughs> Yeah, if you, yeah, but I did secure the badge. I feel pretty good. Yeah, if you're the person who had it in the cart and hit checkout and it didn't go through, and all of a sudden you you had to pick the the normie badge, the yeah, yeah the normie badge, the third class passenger badge. If that's what you ended up with, Casey, Casey yeah. got the last one. Just exactly just want you to know that. Exactly. Yeah. That way, that way, Merry uh, Christmas. You can actually get you know. A good couple hundred people mad at you for for your whole little vacation trip there to to Adepticon. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, that's um, a, that's a mini convention <laughs> that's coming up in a in a couple months from this recording. Yeah, which which I'm definitely looking forward to. Um, last year was good; it was fun, and uh, I think this year is going to be more fun. Yeah, we'll we'll report back. We'll let you know how it goes. Oh, I sure. did see that there was um, an event for uh, meet and greet with with internet people, meet and greet with, oh, with really? content creators. Yeah, I had no it was idea. sold out, and I was not invited. Uh, but but uh, I did hear that uh, Lila Mev got invited. Um, oh, so maybe okay. we can hang out outside the door or something, and like say hi to you I as mean, you go into I've... the door. <laughs> hey. Well, that we got to figure out where odd, it is. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know that I know that there were a couple other people who are like, "Wait, what? <laughs> there is <laughs> like people you would assume would be there." We'll bring our folding chairs and we'll we'll set up right outside the door and just kind of wave at people as uh -huh. they go into the the cool folks' room. Yeah, exactly. That that seems fine. I'm down with that. Uh huh. We'll just hang out. <laughs> Hi, nice to meet oh, you. Man. Remember to paint bravely. Hi, nice to meet you. Remember to paint bravely. <laughs> That's a good idea. I like that. Uh -huh. Maybe we should uh, hand out like really cheap looking business cards. <laughs> it just says paint bravely and like crayon. You know, yeah. Yeah, and crayon or honestly in comic stands or something. Just like very basic. <laughs> just the crudest chicken in a bucket diagram you could ever see. Like, yeah. Uh, just yeah, like just a, stick a figure. you with a terrible yellow stick figure inside <laughs> with some sort of an, an orange beak on it. <laughs> yeah. 
We can do this. Well, start drawing now. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to draw thousands of them next. Uh, yeah, I, next episode, our our hobby progress will be. I I drew a thousand terrible business cards. <laughs> exactly. It took me weeks. Uh-huh. <laughs> what else is going on, oh, Casey? Man. What What else you got? What's um, I, well, just since we're kind of in the same ballpark with the, the convention stuff, I did buy tickets to go to LVO this year. Um, I'll be there for one day. Well, two days. I'm staying for one night. So like the, the Saturday, Sunday, I'll be there. It's the last two days of the, I think, four day or three or four day convention. Um, I mean, it's hardly a convention. It's a big tournament, but there is a vendor hall. Um, and there's a bunch of people uh doing painting classes and all sorts of other stuff like that so yeah i just i I live not that far away so it was pretty inexpensive to just like hop down for a night and come back the next day so that's actually coming up in a couple weeks it's like two weeks from now yeah that's soon excited to hear about it casey make the make the rounds make the most of that day Tell tell us how it goes. Should be good. I mean, I, I'm basically going to to crash Scott and John's painting class. Yep. Just walk in and sit down and not leave. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Good luck. <laughs> um, but yeah, I got I got that going on, and uh, other than that, like I've only been working on one actual thing for the hobby and so far it's been it's been some serious work i've spent uh spent about 250 dollars so far on this project um so you know like a month ago put out that video of that giant stompa that i rescued off of ebay uh video did pretty good a lot of people seemed a little disappointed that I did not use the receipt rolls, which I still don't quite understand because realistically, it's just the receipt. They rolls. look I... like guns. You got to hand it to them. The receipt rolls look exactly Do like DACA guns. <laughs> the DACA yeah. guns. Yes. Trash guns. Yeah. Um, but I decided that I was, I mean, I already had, like, left it, like, first person that said that, I was like, oh, you know, I kind of thought about it, thought about doing the gun thing, whatever, but that's a lot of work, you know, and maybe someday I'll find another one. Well, I just happened to find another one, and uh, I also happened to be talking to the guy that created that original one, and he's given me all this, like, background stuff on all of it, and, like, where he got the receipt rolls and all this stuff, so it's like, I'm going to do a continuation of the story. And then emphasize how actually difficult it would be or is or and will be to create that exact Stampa. Um, I've spent over $100 on 3D printing resin, and I've gone through pretty much all of it at this point. Uh, that printing that is very insane large to guns. me. Like, that is a lot of printer resin. That makes me I've reevaluate had, I've had two how large. Running for how large is a stampa? That's in, that's incredible. Like, 
it's it's big. I mean, that's like a, that's like, like an army scale, of but... fully printed actual models is two liters of yes. resin. That is an incredible. You you know you can print large objects hollow, right? And, and save like a little. Oh, they're all oh, hollow. Oh my goodness, everything is hollowed. I'm, yeah, I'm really curious no, I'm to see this, this Stompa project, Casey. You take your time with it and you make it look good, especially if you're yeah, spending well, hundreds that's the of thing. dollars of resin. <laughs> <laughs> the stupid thing is like what i've gotten out of it is like i don't feel it's worth that amount of money like it's great right it's like the all of the stuff looks really good the 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 files are really good i'm i contacted a company called gear guts mech shop uh, i assume probably a lot of people doing like orc stuff 3d printing probably heard of yeah. it um they do they did the majority of the work on uh mini wargaming dave yep I, was it, is it his army or is it actually that guy's army? I forget. That, but that he showed off army. this massive. Yeah. It was that guy's yeah. army, like the owner of the company, right? Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, huge, huge army that he showed off a while ago. Um, Dave and a lot of it was like three D printed. Dave yeah. told me part of the story of that army, of all of these custom built, custom painted orcs that are in this beautiful like yellow armor skein. And um, yeah, apparently the guy lives. I don't. I can't remember what it was like, but like eight hours away from Dave, and, oh, and okay. so loaded up the van and drove to go see Dave. But he had so many orcs, it took two trips to bring all of the orcs over. <laughs> I can't remember. Oh, if it was, so I can't good. remember if it was actually an eight-hour drive, but it was. It was like at least six. It was I mean, it was a long drive, man. and just you load up the this van, twelve hours, you put as many lads and stompas and and mech suits in the van as you possibly can. You hit the road, yeah. You, you, uh... <laughs> I mean that's that's pretty insane. Uh, that's that's a lot of effort. It but is. I mean, I I wonder if he's ever had that army out like in. Like on a showcase like that, like on a bunch of tables in a big, nice open room that's like themed, you know? Yeah. So that's that's a good reason to do it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that's so much work. Yeah, so I think Dave, uh, on the Mini Wargaming channel, they got like an army showcase video that got a ton of views because it's awesome to look at. Mm -hmm. And I think they also did um, yeah. a big apocalypse game of like I right. think Dave's Chaos versus these orcs. But... That makes sense because he's got a massive chaos army. Yeah, two insane road trips for two pretty sweet videos. So I guess it's worth it, and and also yeah. plus a lifetime I mean, of painting and making orcs. So hey, yeah, and it's. I mean, I don't, I don't want to judge or anything because oh, I think it's worth. Where's this it. going? Yeah, I think it's going to. Uh, what, what about U hauls? Oh. I couldn't just get a U-Haul trailer. It's like a hundred bucks. You know, live I mean? and learn. Okay, well let's let's imagine <laughs> this. This is being all excited and packing up like the night before and realizing that's probably true. Yeah, but still, it's gonna take like two days to make the second trip. So <laughs> it's like it's a whole twenty-four hours. That I mean, I don't know. I haven't I don't spent I a ton of time in Canada. Though. Maybe they don't have U-Hauls. I I don't know. It's a, that, there, okay, are, there that's are a lots of assumption, strange yeah. little differences up there. Oh, <laughs> they got they got a hauls. Yeah, <laughs> or 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 maybe they have U hauls everywhere except Quebec or something. And just if you happen to be in yeah, that, I don't know. You know, 
awful province it's just impossible to do anything good i don't know i don't know no so i don't know i just i'm just curious mostly because that that would be like my go-to thing it's like man these aren't gonna fit in my car we're better get a trailer (laughs) you know what i mean like we're problem solvers we're practical people we we tried it i feel like (laughs) i feel like the driving six hours there six hours back six hours that it's like that seems like the last option Hey, at, at least they weren't flying with 25 carry-on bags. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine the, the cost on checking all those bags? <laughs> you walk in, oh, walk man. into uh, the check-in area with just a, a train of baggage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, still, a massively impressive sight. Yeah. For sure. And I, I, so I ended up talking to them. And then they're like, uh, hey, we have like this list of recommended STLs that I think they, they thought would fit for this project. Because I was like, hey, I'm, I'll buy all the files. Like, I don't have a problem with that. It's not like I'm asking for free stuff. But I just want to know if some of these specific things, like some of the larger mechs that they have, had individual weapons that I could buy separately or if they could cut them off for me and I would buy them as what, like for whatever price they wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just so happened that they had recently, uh, when I had emailed them, gone into those files, like specifically taken those weapons off and were about to put them on their store. So like, like four days after I talked to them, they uh, put all of the things that I wanted and gave me a list in an email form of all the stuff that I was looking for. So it was super easy. Um, I just thought I'd share that because they were like really nice about it sweet so yeah and the files have all been uh really nice to print out they're, they're not um pre-supported or anything but i haven't had almost any issues like i've had a couple of failed prints and they're definitely my fault otherwise like everything's come out looking pretty sweet so yeah i've been and that was literally mix mix workshop uh, mix yeah Gear guts, Gear guts mech workshop. Gear guts mech workshop. Yes. I'll see. I'll try and remember to put a link. I can't promise anything, but I'll try. <laughs> I'll probably remember now. Yeah. So, like the last like three days, the printers have not been shut off. They're shut off currently because I didn't want noise running in the back. You know, I didn't want to continue to print while we recorded. So <laughs> they're off now, taking a bit of a break. Uh, there's a couple of finished prints on there too. I'm like, need to go clean those. But yeah, printing out just a stupid amount of really cool looking guns. Um, like I printed like 40 or 50 like little spears that I'm going to like kind of stick out and fill gaps with. And uh, I've got a ton of like pipes, like all sorts of crazy orky looking pipes that are going to go everywhere. Like it should be good, but. All of this combined, and for what I'm actually doing, um, I've decided not to put out a video this upcoming weekend. Normally I would. And I haven't missed one in like four years, three years, something like that. It's been a while. Just, just re-upload um, this episode of Paint Bravely the Podcast. I, like, I, I know <laughs> you wanted right to consume some sort of stupid content for me this week, so. <laughs> right. <you go. laughs> Otherwise, wait oh, two man. weeks and and get a stompo with with hundreds of dollars of custom bits in it, and it'll yeah. be a good learning experience. Like 
you you get to see what was worth it, uh, yeah. what wasn't, and and share that That's information true. with the rest of us. That's kind of the idea. It's because so many people, and I'm gonna be like, you know, one of those like posting up all the comments on the screen, like, okay, I I get it, I get what you're asking, but like, here's what that looks like, yeah. right? You could have saved like a lot of money if you just used receipt rolls for all the guns sticking out of the stampa. Oh man. There's an idea. Think about that. That's such a good idea. <laughs> I still have all of them too. Yeah. And I'm thinking about putting one in there and like just covering it with a bunch of other stuff, but at least it's in there. That'd be pretty good. Uh cuz then just putting it putting yeah, them all in the least. hollow of of the the model, you know, just filling up the the innards. <laughs> yeah, with, just filling yeah, it they're up. They're in there. <laughs> they're I in used there. all of them. They're in there. Yeah. You, if you peek just right, you can see that bright green poking out just a little bit. Yeah, the, there's also the wrapper from a couple of McDoubles in there, and like an old yeah, 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 a couple of soggy old French fries, and yep, fill it right up. <laughs> the York way. Uh, yeah, the York way. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like uh, a lot of people are like, but that was so orky, and it's like I get how you can think that. Yeah. But there's still receipt rolls. You can also see that there are receipt rolls. Again, it's it's right. terrain that's built out of beer bottles and and beer cans. It's like I I, I see what you did yeah. there. I I I, rec- I would recognize that anywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. But no, thank you. Exactly. Like it's not for me. Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. Um, yeah. I am I am excited for that because like it's I got the body put together. I got I got the doors open in the front. You know, they they look pretty good right now. I got everything else attached. You can kind of see it like up behind me a little bit somewhere over there. Well, sure. I'm sure. Um, Yeah. So it's it's getting there. Cool. But I knew like uh, as as soon as I had started working on it, I took apart the model, started cleaning it and printing. It was like, man, it's like the first day in on my two week, you know, journey to getting a video out. And I'm like, I'm not going to be able to finish this. And it was like the first day, you mm-hmm. know. Mm hmm. I called it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. So that's literally what I've been working on. Okay. For a straight week. I've been staying up too. Like stupid late. Just like, oh man, that print's finishing in like three hours. Let me just get up real quick, clean it, start curing it, start another one, and I'll I'll go to sleep. Hmm. So yeah. Like almost literally nonstop printing. Ah, it's good to have a project. But we've we've said it before, yeah. but Printing alone can take up a ridiculous amount of time, and you you gotta figure that into the to the cost of any project is how much time you spend setting up print runs, cleaning prints, curing prints, all that stuff. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I mean I've got you like I said like multiple printers running, um, and I have like you know one of the cleaning stations or whatever uh, the cleaning curing station that actually helps speed things up quite a bit on that end of mm-hmm. it um but man like a failed print so it's such a bad feeling yeah Ugh. yeah yeah i hate it so much all right but only only a handful still going all right Anyways. you'll get there you'll get there <laughs> I, yeah, yeah i got yeah. a little news i i actually played a game this week so All uh, right. Ryan from Works Paint Shop and invited me down to, to his place to, to play a game. And we played One Page Rules Age of Fantasy. So it was a, cool. a three-way battle. It was actually two versus one. We had two 1,000-point armies against a 2,000-point army. So it was 
oh, rap cool. men from Charlie's rap men against my Havoc Warriors. So I used my Yellow Games Workshop, Age of Sigmar, Chaos Warriors, which yeah. have been sitting on my shelf for two years at least. And <laughs> yeah. it was nice. I didn't have to buy a codex. I didn't have to deal with Battle Scribe. Uh, again, the the mm-hmm. one-page rules army builder tool is really nice. It's really yeah. nice. And it'll you'll make your little army, same as you would in Battle Scribe, except it organizes everything, including the the actual special rules that your units actually have into a custom one-page piece of paper that you print off and have the stats <laughs> for the units that you actually have with special rules that are actually applicable to the units that you took. And it's nice. It's nice. it's nice. Um, that is nice. And yeah, so that's a Age of Fantasy is similar in a lot of ways to other war games. Uh, it does have the alternating activation uh, during each turn. So it went Rat Men. Rat Men activated a unit. Havoc Warriors activated a unit. Rat Men, and then Ryan was playing his Orcs which I, I think are just called O-R-C-S, Orcs. Um, cool, 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 cool. Um, yeah. I think that the models that the models that Ryan was using were uh, Games Workshop, mostly Iron Jaws models. Or, sure. Or Black yeah. Orcs, or depending on what time you, you, you entered the system. <laughs> when you the started. System. Yep. Um, right, yeah. And, and of course, uh, Charlie's Ratmen were, were Plastic Skaven, but... Man, it it is nice just to be able to print off a page of free rules and then a page of your actual army stats and go and yeah, um, yeah. Ryan did us the favor of reading all eight of the pages of rules, and then Charlie and I just kind of refreshed the the one page uh, summary. <laughs> and, but yeah. yeah, we were. I don't know if we were playing exactly the the rules the way they were supposed to be played, but it, I think it was pretty close, and like Doesn't the matter. game flowed right along, and the alternating yeah. activations was a lot of fun because, yeah, they're <laughs> they're taking their move, but you're like, okay, I go immediately after they are finished with what they're doing right now, and where's my best opportunity right now? Okay, there it is. It's none of this sitting back on your phone for 20 minutes and only responding when they hand you some save dice. None of that. Um, yeah. 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 So, so that was actually pretty good, pretty good. And, uh, the rap men eventually lost the, the first couple of rounds were looking pretty even, but turn three went very, very bad for the, for the rat people. Hey, that's all, that's all right. <laughs> that's all right. I mean, some of those, I mean, I, I haven't played one page rules, but I, I mean, a lot of the times, like uh, orcs in particular, it's like they're so slow. I mean, depending, there's a lot of things, but then when they hit, they hit hard, right? And rats are pretty soft. There were so there were some giant down. ogres and like monstrosities on this side. Very and nice. Very nice. I still don't understand what a screaming bell is supposed to do. Like I, I, I don't understand that unit at all. It's just a. It, it is a <laughs> giant cart with a giant bell hanging off bell of it. On it yeah and that's the unit like that's that's it mm-hmm. um and yeah i got one of those like original ones in pewter yeah it's pretty sweet well i gotta tell you the uh, the rules 
at least in the Age of Fantasy rule set, are pretty strong for that. And my Chaos Lord on Crackajack, uh, Carcadrack. <laughs> in, in this case, my Havoc Lord, my Havoc Lord on Demonic Mount. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Crackajack. Yeah, right. Like something similar. <laughs> um, man, I I like that model agnostic style though, and I and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, One Page Rules has model lines for some of the factions. They're they're growing and they're growing. Yeah, uh, I don't think they have their own Chaos Warriors yet. I could be wrong. I don't think they do. Um, Havoc Warriors. Uh, pardon, pardon me. Yeah, it's not coming to mind. Pardon me. Um, they got this like Da Vinci things, but yeah, those are those are those are not like they're chaos, they're humans. Are they? Yeah, they're they're armored humans. Okay, like no, I don't know. Yeah, it's like the closest thing I can think of. Hey, it's nice to have proxies, and most of the conversions are very obvious. Like the the army lists from uh, you know one page rules, Age of Fantasy are are comprehensive enough that you can find a use for most models. Um, I did. Mm-hmm. I, I took pretty much everything I had painted for for my Chaos Warriors, and so I have warriors, which are just havoc warriors. I had knights, which are Havoc Knights, Chaos Knights equals Havoc Knights. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Chaos Lord equals Havoc Lord. Um, but I also had a couple of the Warcry Chaos units. So I had the the, oh, the sure. Ogroid Myrmidon, and I had the yeah. Fulmeroid Crusher, and they... You know, those are those are deep into the Age of Sigmar army list. It's you know the war cry mm-hmm. models that happen to have stats in Age of Sigmar, and for those they didn't have a direct uh, carryover. But again, there's there's units that kind of look right that you can just proxy in, and that's the whole point. So yeah, my that makes perfect sense. My Ogroid Myrmidon, which is you know, a monstrous guy with, with big horns sticking out of his head. Yeah, that's a demon prince today. A havoc beast. Yeah, yeah there you I go. I can't remember. Demon Harbinger or something. I don't know. Like, it was... It, right, not not prince. Not but, demon prince. Yeah. And, and, and the not demon prince is supposedly equipped with a sword, and mine happened to have a, a spear, which is kind of like a sword on a stick. But yeah, there's my... Havoc Harbinger. (laughs) Cool, 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 cool. (laughs) Close enough. Close enough. And I used my my Fomeroid Crusher as as a giant or something. Nice, yeah. Man, it was... uh, Thanks thanks to Ryan, Orcs Paint Shop, uh, for for the invite there. Find him on YouTube or Twitch. Um, It was was nice to actually put that army to use. And also nice that I still have not bought a Codex for uh chaos warriors in age of sigmar well don't you know that the uh, the brand new slaves of darkness codex slaves i think comes darkness, out it's called. this week yeah. it's literally like this week it's on pre-order right now just throw it out there i don't know yeah. if if i'm if i'm at my local crossroad games and i feel the need to spend some money while i'm there maybe maybe i well at least if you buy the book now you're good for at least another right. year and a half or two well, so yeah. I mean, I've put off that purchase before. Like, I've seen the Slaves to Darkness book before, but I've seen it, like, halfway through the cycle, and I know, like, okay, how many games yes. am I actually going to play in the next eight months? 
probably zero exactly probably, th- that's probably the answer is probably zero so yeah. <laughs> um yeah but maybe this time i will and and at least i will have one hardcover codex army book whatever they call them these days for my uh, slaves to darkness my not what havoc warriors my off-brand havoc warriors the f- <laughs> yeah the off-brand it's, it's it's funny how it's that's off-brand and it's like definitely the more expensive version <laughs> it's yeah it's all games workshop plastic i just i'm proxying those in, yeah. you know no big deal i love it um, but uh, yeah i battle tome that's what it's battle tome okay yeah if you i mean i believe it that sounds right that sounds right yeah codex 40k battle if tome i ever buy one I'll, I'll let you know what it says on the spine there <laughs> i'm look they're like three feet in front of me yeah. i got like 10 of them here i just like trying to remember yeah. what they're called we, yeah I mean, we talked in a recent episode about trying to get people into new games, and mm-hmm. I gotta say that model agnostic games have such a lower barrier to entry, especially if they kind of theme their their factions or, or you know whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it around common model lines. Um, because yeah, that makes yeah. sense. I mean, because you could print anything, you could buy stuff you like, you yeah. just throw it all together and call it whatever you want. As long as everybody agrees that that's what that is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, so yeah, no, that, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Got got a game of Age of Fantasy in my first game of Age of Fantasy. Had a, had a pretty good time there. Learned about it. Got got my models off the shelf for the first time in a long time. Actually, got to looking at those ye- yellow Chaos Warriors. I'm like, man, I should I should finish up the 15 Chaos Knights, the, the Havoc Knights that have been sitting on my desk. Yeah. Half finished, more than half finished for two years now. Maybe, maybe I will. You should. Yeah. You really I'll should. I'll let you know. I'll At let you know point. how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a whole new world, yeah. man. You got, oh man, you got all of that stuff for one page rules that you can now use that you have seen. And the new co- codex came out, Battle Tome, whatever. Um, I mean, you got the army. You still haven't the finished Havoc like Knights a full. Of chaos. Yeah, it's, it's G- their yeah. time. It's their time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and I mean, you know, you're you're doing stuff with Army Painter. Like Goobertown Yellow is on the table. <laughs> 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 like you got it there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You can do uh-huh. it. <laughs> so anyway, that's that's all that's going on with me. But uh, are we are we ready to? To turn it over to the topic of the day here, we always get to chit chat. I, su- I suppose I know. If we chit chat any longer, the episode's going to be over before we even get to the topic of the day. And the topic of the day is timely today. It's it is timely because it happened today. today. Yeah, today this is where you go for hot news. Is is paint bravely the podcast? Yeah, hot news this is hot only when it's stupid enough to be hot news. Like. <laughs> Only when it's like this. This is not good. We should talk about Only this. Then. This is stupid. Only then. <laughs> Only then. <laughs> so Wizards of the Coast decided that kobolds were no longer going to be involved. No, I'm totally kidding. Totally joking. But am I? You can you actually. Go. I think you, you know more about this finish than I that am. sentence because uh, Wizards of the Coast's <laughs> actions in the past week uh, do have a severe impact on the company Kobold Press. Um, so you could have made right, a yeah. completely accurate and topical True sentence. Statement, yeah. yeah. You gave up too <laughs> just, early, just man. You, you should have finished up. it up. You're right. right. Should have. I'm not going. <laughs> so now there's no context. Yeah. Okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll start over here. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, just, this episode is a, is a time capsule, as they all are. But on this day in history, for those of you listening at home, um, it, it was it was a big day in the the little drama surrounding. Uh, Wizards of the Coast, Hasbro, and Dungeons and Dragons, and kind of how they are dealing with third-party uh, creators and third-party like companies that that build off of the Dungeons and Dragons core rules. So yeah, feel free to correct me in the comments if I say anything wrong. But here's the basic gist is that Dungeons & Dragons yeah. is a massively popular rule system. It's gone through several editions. We're currently on the fifth edition of Dungeons & Dragons. And in this edition, I think the previous one... Anyway, there's there's something called an open game license, which allows mm -hmm. third parties to take the core rules of Dungeons & Dragons and add on to them and and expand yeah. what you can do with that rule set so like write their own stories modules campaigns based on the that set of core rules yes exactly yeah, yeah. um and essentially that's like a symbiotic relationship the uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the third party creators um get the the size of the community of Dungeons and Dragons, and by putting mm -hmm. out more content for the core rules of Dungeons and Dragons, they grow the community that is aware of Dungeons and Dragons that enjoys that rule system. Um, yeah, and yeah, like like at Gen Con, walking around at the massive vendor hall, a lot of the booths in that vendor hall are, you know, RPG companies and. A lot of them are in one way or another selling accessories or modules or something that is intended for use with D and D. Um, yeah, and essentially all of that activity was explicitly allowed in something called the open game license from Dungeons and Dragons from uh, you know Wizards of the Coast, mm -hmm. and. As part of, it seems like, uh, you know, D&D's in 5th edition. It's been in 5th edition for like 10 years now. It seems like they're about to go into D&D 1. They're, 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 it's something weird yeah, like that. They're yeah. getting ready to cycle over into the next edition. And I don't think they're calling it 6th edition. But yeah, they're, they're kind of getting ready to cycle into the next edition. And one of the things that's happening behind the scenes along with this is uh, Wizards of the Coast was planning on changing the open game license to be much more restrictive, draconian, dystopian, yeah. um, not conducive to third parties doing what they do. Yeah, like they would be taking a cut of whatever yeah. any third party that they noticed uh, was making. Like that was, I think that was the one of the bigger things that people were concerned about. Is all of a sudden, like, oh yeah, we're just gonna be, you know, skimming off the top. Yeah, S sell your modules, so. but if you make over a certain amount, you owe us twenty five percent of your revenue. Um, and and yeah. the the stated like cutoff for that was a pretty high number, but still, um, it the the new 
open game license 1.1 is what what was kind of being called i think they've now changed that name and and made a serious walk back today was the big walk back and one of the reasons why we're talking about it today yes um but yeah so so uh the community found out about this. Uh, essentially, Wizards of the Coast started sending out this new version of the open gaming license, which is very different from the previous version, um, and essentially, you know, t- tightening the the grip on on the community and, and creators in the community. Um, you know, ex- explicitly saying that anything that third parties create uh, is now owned by Wizards of the Coast. If you create a module, <laughs> if you create yeah, a module so they, they that's designed to work with D&D, uh, Wizards of the Coast can kind of say, we, we own this now. Um, yeah. And just it seemed like there was there was a lot of new shenanigans in there, which uh, not not very neighborly. Um, yeah. And it has been interesting to see that over the past week uh, that... Uh, new open gaming license was leaked uh you know kind of kind of journalists small like industry journalists and then bigger and bigger journalists were like confirming that this oh this is this is real they really did send this out to people and try to get them to sign it um (laughs) and it has been fascinating to see the community the dungeons and dragons community unite around uh, not basically not cool. Wizards of the Coast, not cool. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, we, Dungeons of the Dragons, uh, you know, is relevant to mini painting. Some D and D players paint minis. Some RPG players paint minis. I we yeah. play role playing games and we paint minis. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But. Also, just in, in the broader category of tabletop games, uh, I see it. Uh, tabletop games includes RPGs, D and D being the biggest one. Card games of Magic, which is owned by Wizards of the Coast, being the biggest card game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wargaming, Warhammer, the biggest one, and then I guess you can include the the board games in there with you know Asmodee and yeah. Settlers of Catan and. You got all your Carcassonne expansions. Technically, technically, <laughs> yeah. Puerto Rico is in there somewhere. Uh, much, much better citadels yeah. is in there. Yeah. Um, right, right. But yeah. in in the the industry of tabletop gaming, obviously, Wizards of the Coast is a big deal. And uh, here on Paint Bravely, we we almost covered something they did a month or two ago in the magic realm pretty close yeah we we had it on our notes to cover what magic wizard of the coast the magic division was doing for their 30th anniversary and we didn't but do you remember what that was all about ripping ripping people off hardcore selling fake versions of really expensive cards for expensive and then trying to get people to pre-order it and like they put up uh they put up the pre-order and then took it down like an hour later and just decided we're not going to talk about this cuz people were so pissed off yeah that they were even trying to gouge people for this this stuff yeah. and uh that backfired pretty quickly 
I've, I've definitely heard that they didn't sell very many and they're uh, not going to be talking about that or admitting anything right. from that. <laughs> right. But but it all ties in. And yeah. So so Wizards of the Coast, coming out Wizards of, of the Coast, which is responsible for the major game in card games and the major game in RPGs, has been has been yeah. making moves and uh, just stepping on rakes for both of the past two months yeah. and and here on paint bravely we're not gonna shy away from that because because that does affect all right of us. um yeah i mean i mean think about it right like if if cobalt talk were gonna make a return we'd have to give wizards of the coast like ten dollars or we would have to <laughs> at completely least. ignore an entire branch of cobalt history We'd just be talking about Nordic uh, yeah. folk tales. We we wouldn't even be able to talk You're about right, how actually. they can evolve into full blown mini dragons. Yeah, we wouldn't even be talk, able to right. talk about the winged kobolds. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's honestly that's just sad. Yeah, that's just sad, yeah. man. Um, like the fact that that a company like Wizards has kind of been in like a decent place for a long time. Um. You know, in enough that they've created an open license for their game, right? It's like, because you don't need a lot to play this game. You buy a couple of books, that's about it. Yeah, You don't need anything else, right? So it, it's kind of amazing that they would even have the audacity to ask people or, or to try and force them to then give them some of their profits. It's like, look, I could call this something else change the wording and have my own freaking game but since this is an open license and it's convenient i can use it thank you we'll get to that yeah we'll get to that yeah yeah <laughs> so it's been interesting because uh, we'll start with magic just because sequentially that happened first here sure magic man. had been on this this money train of you know, five plus years ago, they were just releasing, I don't know, three sets a year or something like that. Um, if that, yeah. yeah but they it were they were on a, a schedule, though. I think it was three sets a year. Yeah. And I think it was just like clockwork. Every four months, there's a new set of cards. Everybody gets excited, goes to the, the pre-release tournaments, buys their booster boxes, updates their decks. And they just got to stay on that schedule, keep printing cards and keep printing money. And yeah. over the past five years, they figured out, okay, we start selling some, you know, starter decks in Walmart and Target. We start selling some commander decks in Walmart and Target. We start at, at and like, okay, we're making more and more money. And then they start selling, uh, okay, we're going to put Warhammer 40k in Magic. We're going to put uh, the the Walking Dead in Magic. We're going to put, hey, D&D in, in Magic cards. You can, you can get some... Mm -hmm. You can get Drist the the magic card if you want. <laughs> Pro actually, I need to look into to cobalt magic cards. That that actually, yeah. that's fair. We're gonna have to do some research at some. That would be our business card. We if we can buy a, a bunch oh. of like five cent kobolds, that'll be our business card. I just I am a hundred percent gonna look this up. No, we're not. Uh, we're fact, gonna forget. Gonna... This is this is. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm not gonna forget. I'm gonna write this down. I have nothing to write with. My phone's gonna die. <laughs> okay, we're not doing this. Somebody remind me. <laughs> Remind In the me. comments, remind us. Cobalt business cards. Please, just remind me. Cobalt business cards. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so 
Uh, Wizards of the Coast is owned by Hasbro, which is a publicly traded company, which has a stock price and a board of directors and and people that have promised their investors that they're going to keep on increasing revenue and profits year after year after year. And they were figuring out that print more magic cards, print more money, print more magic cards, print more money. And uh, I, I'm not deep into the history, but they kept doing like more and more ridiculous sets. And they finally went too far essentially December of 2022 is when they finally <laughs> exactly they finally found the line that nobody was willing to put up with mm-hmm. and a thousand dollars for what was it four packs a thousand dollars for four packs so uh four packs of 15 cards and and uh-huh. the cards were drawn from like you know magic cards that came out 30 years ago but with the twist yeah. of of course, you can't actually reprint Black Lotus. That would be insane. So they weren't... Right, it's on the, the reserve list for collectors, yeah. you know? Yeah. So they were reprinting some classic cards, but they they got around their, their reserve list of cards that they said, we will never print again by not making them real cards. So the back of the cards doesn't say Deckmaster on it. The back it's of the card different. is a picture of a Black Lotus. It's a it is a proxy card. So they were selling four packs of 15 cards that are proxies and not actual cards, yeah. magic cards. And for four packs, it was a thousand <laughs> US dollars. And that was the point that the community was like, no, no more. No. <laughs> right. Like, are you, you're joking, right? right. <laughs> yeah. And because there was a good time in my life when, like, I was playing a lot of Magic. Yeah. And a lot of it was at home. And there were a lot of cards that were like, man, I don't want to spend two or three hundred or more on a Magic card. So, man, you go on eBay, you type in uh, Tarmogoyf Proxy, you can get a legit looking Tarmogoyf card. I mean, it's fake. It's like clearly it's like a little fuzzy, but it's a nice looking card. Throw that in my my at home decks for testing, doing whatever. Not an issue for me. The fact that I could pay two dollars and fifty cents for something like that on eBay. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, people have been doing it for a while. That was 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Proxies. You so can- wizards trying to sell proxies for a thousand dollars for four packs of random is of absolutely random. insane yeah random and they did give <laughs> they did give some of these packs away as part of a promotion and at a couple of events mm-hmm. that they did and so there were youtube videos of people doing the pack openings of let's see what i get right of these theoretically thousand dollars worth of cards here and i'll open four packs representing a thousand dollars of of msrp and yeah, nobody got a Black Lotus. Like, it was all like, oh, cool, I got a, a lightning bolt. And it, yeah, I mean, it's a proxy of a lightning bolt. Cool. cool. Of, a, cool. of a thing I already yeah. have a hundred yeah. of. That's so great. And anyway, Wizards of the Coast, which is a, a company doing company things to try to maximize profits, found the limit of of what nerds would put up with in in terms of the money extraction schemes that they were they were you know trying to pull out on the nerds and i i was impressed like it like it it actually was an an important moment of history of like the everybody 
everybody finally saying like no this is this is dumb like this is yeah not only that this is dumb but this is uh manipulative corporate greed to to Mm -hmm. a ridiculous you know parody of itself um well and trying to like somehow like what somebody has a debt they need to pay like you need to make a quick couple hundred grand or something off of people who are going to just buy them because you know they will yeah and that's messed up and and like you were saying earlier casey like they they didn't release the sales numbers but from some leaks people are pretty sure that they this did not sell very well and and good no no yeah it didn't didn't sell that much and then they pulled it and like because they said they said at some point they stated the number of stock that they were going to put up for sale like it was limited somehow Mm -hmm. um but like then in the same turn they're like they shut down the website after like two hours or something 30 minutes yeah um yeah so whatever half it's even worse right half an hour like it did not sell out because you don't see them anywhere they're literally not around you cannot go buy these yeah like they they, they're just not available anywhere so people aren't trying to flip them or do anything weird yeah like nobody bought them yeah but (laughs) No, it's just an example. Like for the Magic's 30th anniversary, and Magic has been a successful game for 30 years. I mean, highs and lows in there, but like it has been a financially successful game for 30 years. It is a cash cow, and they found a way mm-hmm. to break it. Like they they couldn't they <laughs> yeah. couldn't leave well enough alone and just rake in the money. They had to push it to the point where like it, you know just. The, the value of magic yeah. cards, people's interest in, in the game, people's interest in the speculation and, you know, um, oh, yeah. is, is very much up in the air right now. And there was a lot of real and justified anger at the company Wizards of the Coast and Hasbro over this. Um, and at the time in December of 2022, Wizards of the Coast and Hasbro had a little little community chat where they basically had a, a a live stream for the purposes of investors feeling better about their investment in Hasbro and they and <laughs> yeah. it was all corporate speak of like hey, things are going great people love magic uh the sale, sales are on yeah. target like we're printing cards and people are buying them and you know just a bunch of happy talk um and in that conversation one of the bean counters says um, so, so magic is doing great. Uh, and we're actually working on D and D right now. We we think D and D is under monetized right now. And, and we've got some plans for, yeah, under monetized. for, for making that, that, you know, more like a, like a video game and man, what a terrible thing to hear. Cause one of the nice things about D and D is you buy one set of dice, you buy the player's handbook, um, and you're good to go. And, you know, I, I, much, yeah. I see from the company's point of view, like, you'd like them to spend a little bit more. So, okay, get get the people interested. Yeah. They'll they'll buy the DM screen. They'll buy more dice. They'll buy um, the monster manual. You'll sell them, you know, expansions. And, you know, there's, there, there is more stuff that you can sell to them. But um, I can, I can sort of see the point of Dungeons and Dragons does not, require continuous investment the way that magic does the way that miniatures often do like people who are into magic are always yeah. buying cards people who are into minis we're always buying minis and paints and, and that sort of stuff so it is a 
continuing outflow of of money from our wallets that's fair yeah i mean i i i mean it's definitely true but at the same time right like and i know they were targeting you know dms in general because those are the people who spend money right they're looking at the the whales right uh trying to figure out how they can get every little bit of extra from them it um yeah it is an interesting question of of how do you monetize D and D more because in some ways it's such a it's such a simple thing that you know it's it's easy and so they did right. buy uh, this service this third party service D and D Beyond which is an online mm-hmm. tool for to help you run games online um, yeah and they gave that a subscription fee so. Wizards of the Coast bought D&D online. They gave that a subscription fee. So there's there's some influx mm-hmm. of cash regularly. Um, and there's, you know, they're, they're looking for ways to make money. But as part of that trying to monetize D&D more, they are changing the open gaming license. And right. it was a thing of beauty to see the unanimous <laughs> anger and 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 passion of of that community say no not cool like like um yeah like major creators were there small creators uh the just regular players uh really really great to see people be like no we we, we like things the way they are the the community is what makes dungeons and dragons great it's not the rule set there are tons of rule sets out there it is the community that right. makes D and D great. You know, um, you don't <laughs> stop trying to own what we create. Stop, yeah, don't don't yeah. mess up a good thing. I mean, because you... it literally could be any other system. Yeah, like it really could be. It's like like you didn't invent the D twenty, right? Like dodecahedron is a literal shape. I can put numbers on a shape and call it something and roll. You know what I mean? It's like you can you can do anything with that stuff you can write all of the stuff that you want and change small things call it something else and it's the same thing like they can't come after people for creating their own games so it just it feels ridiculous to to me that like because they recognize that in the past and they're like well that makes sense here let's just put this out there and people will still be using our stuff right instead Let's change that and make it so we can make money off that and force people to have to learn a new system. It's like, well, they, they will, clearly. Because I, I I saw a lot of tweets of people just like, yeah, uh, I guess I'm not playing D&D anymore. Yeah, and and that is that is definitely something I, I want to jump into here and make sure we, we talk about. Um, quickly, yeah. um, before you hit submit on the comment that you're typing – Look, we all know that a dodecahedron is a 12-sided polyhedron, and Casey meant to say an icosahedron when he was talking about a D20. Uh, so, a, a again, dodecahedron, D12, icosahedron, D20. Uh, we all learned something. Is so- it, though? Is it for real? Yeah, look, I'm, I'm on Wikipedia here. Like, I... I mean, that's fine. I heard you, and I did I, have to double-check. Uh... I'm like, that's one or the other, 50-50, but I, yeah... We, we are a source of reputable it was. geometric information <laughs> here on Wikipedia. So, yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's why uh, you get paid the big bucks, Brent. Uh-huh. You're the you're the scientist. Well, 
Yeah, Matt yeah, gets catch paid, me out in my, Matt gets paid all of the hedrons. all of the paint bravely money, right? <laughs> Don't yes, use stiff Matt. Yeah, basically, <laughs> we need him. <laughs> I'm not editing these. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Gosh, I'm pretty draw terrible working with this guy. <laughs> um. Okay, so, but, but anyway, the, 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 yeah, it was cool to see an entire community united behind something. So over in the world of minis, it's normally Games, Games Workshop is the big company in the world of minis that has investors and a small little board of directors and, and share prices and, and does, like, company shenanigans to, to extract dollars and euros yeah. and pounds. British sterling um and australian dollar dues dollar bucks yes. dollar bucks <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, i just i thought you were on a roll i thought we were just canadian turtles well, gonna, I, I, mean, I have to get back I, on I wikipedia over here if we go to any more foreign <laughs> yeah. currencies french francs is that no i, I don't know it doesn't matter no, 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 no. no going down a bad path <laughs> french french okay so the yeah, the, the, the big Rubles. company in minis is Games Workshop. They're a company. Companies are, are not to be trusted. They're not your friends. They do things to extract money from you. That's the way it is. Um, and, and Games Workshop frequently finds themselves in small and medium-sized controversies because of this. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. To be fair, I don't think I have ever seen the unanimous backlash against Games Workshop that we have seen against Wizards of the Coast uh, in the past two no, occasions. No, no. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's true. I, and I mean, I think as a uh, overall, I think D&D and, and Magic is definitely a bigger audience. And certainly with bigger uh, like YouTube channel followings that, that are based in that, you're talking like Critical Role and, and that, you know, that kind it. of thing. Yeah. Yeah, right. But things like that, like um, so. So the community is probably larger in general. So, like, I think a lot more people are a lot angrier, especially when it's back to back. Right. Yeah. Like, come on, guys. So, I mean, I mean, anytime Games Workshop, you know, does something greedy and, and makes a portion of the audience upset, there is always 10 percent of the audience there to defend games workshop argue back um say like it's a company they have to <laughs> yeah. make profit and as if that was an excuse for like yeah. right for doing yeah. stupid like, shit like things. like yes it's a company we have low expectations but like there should still be blowback when they do bad things but and, anyway anyway yeah that's that's the idea yeah, yeah. The, but but in this case it's like a hundred percent okay so for <laughs> for magic 30 i saw on twitter one guy defending magic oh, 30 no. and this is actually perfect so <laughs> so I, this is why i want to tell the story the the one guy okay. defending <laughs> magic 30 uh was saying what's the problem like, they, yeah it seems like a cool investment opportunity this freaking guy had an nft monkey as their profile and an elon right. purchased blue check mark on twitter <laughs> what's the problem yeah yeah thousand dollar thousand dollars for four packs yeah, you, yeah. you gotta you gotta spend big to live big like yeah yeah that's investment yeah, opportunity that's like, great um 
that guy did not carry the argument, but it was it was like a perfect example <laughs> of like the one guy defending. <laughs> yeah, it's like a D- NFT monkey, bro. No, yeah. no problem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not a good look. But, yeah. But by the time, you know, the 22, 2022 turns into 2023 and, you know, the, uh, a brand new year moving on from Magic 30 into to D&D and the open gaming license, all of a sudden, nobody is defending Wizards of the Coast on that one. And no. Yeah. So, so like big creators were saying, no, not cool. Uh, this is, this is not what we're in it for. Um, you need the community more than the community needs you. Uh, a lot of the kind of medium sized comp, small and medium sized companies were saying like, Hey, we've got our own game system. We have, or are making our own open gaming license because collaboration and community and and gaming together is what this is mm-hmm. all about and is also profitable yeah. and smart and symbiotic yeah i mean it, it makes perfect sense to have just a universal basic set of rules that like people can just pick up on yeah. i mean because rpgs can be done i mean you could literally just have a conversation and not even roll dice and still play D D, yeah. right like you wander into a clearing and there is a kobold sitting on a log what do you do that's another like you can change game systems in the middle of a game like you can right. you can collect all of your yeah. players character sheets and and go home and before you meet for the next time next week you can translate yeah. those sheets into a different system and it's still still Lothar the Knight, um, but yeah, uh-huh. now now strength but you're now strength becomes potent something else, and yeah, it's it's fine. Exactly. It works. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's exactly my point. I you change one word and it's a different game, but it's not. So please stop trying to like yeah. say that you own something that like wasn't created that way in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, and and so yeah, that's that's crazy. It, it it depends how you run your game, but like a lot of games of role playing don't involve that many throws of a dice. That's like exactly, it, is, yeah. it is easy to go through sessions depending on who your game master, dungeon master, storyteller is, without rolling any dice. And it's just like, hey, what do you want to do? You want to talk to this guy? Oh, I don't think he's gonna like that. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah so so a lot of these smaller companies medium-sized companies are saying like here check out this rule set we are much more in touch with the community most of them do not have boards of directors investors and, and hasbro looking over their shoulder um yeah and yeah man it's just <laughs> magic was raking in so much money and they found a way to rock the boat to the point where they screwed it up i mean D D right pulling in a hundred million a year which yeah was probably low like they could find ways to boost that up but again they they i mean there are certainly better ways right they could have just asked everybody like hey if we were to do a bunch of things and sell a bunch of products and and do like different kinds of books or i don't know easy to get into dming if we did all like whatever it was like what would that look like what would you actually want 
people would have been like, oh, man, like make a hundred of these. I'll buy all of them. Oh, yeah. They they could have done it in such a different way if they wanted to make more money. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so there's there's been basically uh, a week since it leaked that they were changing the open gaming license to something horrible. Um, a lot of backlash, a lot of backlash, a lot of people canceling their subscription to D&D Beyond as the most obvious way to show that you're not happy with how things are going and that you are perfectly willing yeah. to game in a different way. Um, yeah. And today that we're recording was the day that uh, D&D finally put out a statement about what's going on. And a statement. It was lies. Like it was it was flat out lies. Like it was uh oh, the, the contract we sent to people and asked them to sign was just a rough draft yeah. and we were sending it out for their feedback. And thank you for your feedback. This this <laughs> helps us like figure out how to how to yeah. build our community and it's a win win for everybody. And it's man, like <laughs> like there 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 are some things that companies say that's just like, okay, that's that's obviously a lie. And I mean, in life, there are white lies where people just move on. Like, did you eat the last cookie? Nah, man, I don't know who ate the last cookie. Did you drink the last beer? <laughs> I don't know. Beats me. Uh, there, there are white <laughs> lies in life that that just you know make things things easy and you move on from them. But like when the the company Wizards of the Coast was putting people's livelihoods in serious jeopardy, just pe- putting people's fun yeah. and and their their main hobby and and the way that they hang out with their friends in serious jeopardy um and then just come out and lie about it and and say that, exactly. that they no they were never trying to do that no the point was never to to increase right. the monetization of their product which they said last last month <laughs> there's there's yeah, literally yeah, yeah. like proof and steps leading up to this point right. And then somebody leaked it for a reason, right? right? That generally th- that doesn't happen, you know, like unless there's a very good reason. Like somebody's like, I need to let people know about this. It's not that good. crosses boundaries too. Like we like we've seen leaks from other companies that that uh, yeah. yeah, they're so bad. Oh my <laughs> god! I literally every GW leak I've ever seen is like nothing. It's nothing. The fact that they're even concerned about it is kind of concerning in and of itself. It's like, are you really that? Does it fucking matter? Like, they're still going to buy the book. They're not going to be like, ooh, potato cam codex. Yeah, free. Like, that's just not a thing. People are excited about it. Anyways, I'm sorry. Uh, Yeah. Games Workshop is now, uh, what's it called? Watermarking every PDF that they send out to creators. Yes. Because, With yeah. their specific names on it, so it's unreadable. Yeah, gotta, gotta make sure that those space dwarf stat lines don't leak ahead of, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Because that matters, it, it don't matter. So. It don't matter. Um, Killer. But yeah, no, it, was, it was fascinating to see what it takes for a whole community to reach a breaking point all at once to kind of demand action or, or backpedaling and to seemingly have an effect because yeah. So, so D and D did come out today and say like, no, that was never the intention. Like you'll, you'll, you'll see it's all good. Yeah. And, and we have not seen a leak of whatever their 
updated version of the updated open gaming licenses. Well, yeah, they they got to write it. Yeah, right? they got to write or, it. Or yeah, just, they gotta, you know, they got to con- start control to the everything. Board. It's get back to the yeah, yeah. Um, I got you. Got to give them a minute. Come on. Yeah, now. So we'll like we know what's going on. We'll see what actually happens and and whether I, I assume they will make things worse from what they previously had been, but not as bad yeah. as the huge quotation marks draft that they sent out, asked people to sign and gave them a week to sign or else have their relationship right. revoked. But um Yeah, so that's that's been what's going on in gaming. And we wanted to talk about Magic Thirty last month. We just never got around to it. But here here we covered them both yeah. at once and Yeah. Man, Wizards of the Coast making Games Workshop look good for for at least a week here, and we'll see what happens next <laughs> at week. Least, but at least a week, yeah, literally. Actually, we'll see what happens actually, next week. We'll see what happens next week. Stay tuned. But a hundred percent, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Uh, but see, okay, yeah, we'll talk. Yeah, about well, that. wonder if I was referring to anything <laughs> there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man sometimes with these companies and all the stuff it's like you're doing fine like like even like before magic started really upping everything and just like pumping out the sets like i felt like the consistency like whatever it was if it's three times a year like that felt like a lot to me sure you know and i was like fairly invested and i get that like there are people who really invested and it's like they're done with those cards they've memorized everything they've you know worked out the system mm-hmm. right they solved the puzzle and they want to move on yeah. but like this rate man i i just had to give up i'm like look like i spent money on a hobby but like now i actually have to pick oh yeah which hobby i can't just do like more than one now um and i mean i i play games workshop games i spent a lot of money i just told you i spent like 250 dollars in this stupid ass mech stompa right so I don't have a problem with that, but like, man, it just feels so it, it's such a feel bad thing because I really like magic and it's just, it doesn't feel good anymore. And I don't know, it, they, they, they don't, it doesn't feel like they're putting the effort in, right? Like, cause before, man, every set was awesome. Like every set had a great theme. Like, I don't know, things were good. Yeah. Now it's, it's just gone downhill and it's sad. Yeah. But it it also is an opportunity for for these smaller companies. And we talked about what it takes to get people interested in a new game. There has been a Mm -hmm. flurry of activity about of people asking about alternative game systems and that silver lining, like a massive silver lining is that, yeah, it it for a long time it was hard to get people to do anything other than D and D. It's just like that's what they know. It's easy to deal with. But again, if you if you're role playing, you probably don't need to roll that many dice. Even if you do, you can right. do it in in a very simplistic way. You don't have to. You don't have to. I don't know. Min max and focus on making sure that a 17 is a success and instead of an 18. You know, like you you don't have to play it that hard just uh role play do things that seem like they make sense roll the die and uh <laughs> let your game master do the actual math for you and let you know if it works or not like um 
Right, right. I mean, I've, I've definitely played games I mean, where I'm not even looking at my character sheet. Like, hey, my character wants to do this. I'm going to roll a die. I, I, I got a 12. Am I good or not? Like, are, are you strong? Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty strong. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you know. Like, like reasonably. 15. Yeah. Reasonable, yeah. you know, whatever. Whatever you want to say. But, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I do feel like a, a good DM is, is kind of making those decisions on the fly anyways. Yeah. And it's like, well, this sounds like it'd be pretty rad so yeah yeah do that yeah that's good but because like oh you 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 know i mean i get that sometimes like missing it by one number is like a cool dramatic moment yeah right but like let those moments be those moments and otherwise let fun be fun yeah and you definitely don't need like D 5e to do that specifically right right there there are some yeah you know, game systems that are easier to switch in between. But I mean, even if you're playing with minis, like RPGs are the ultimate miniature ag- agnostic game. Like your your little yeah. night model is going to work just as well in D&D as it does in Pathfinder, as it does in, I mean, <laughs> heck, half of the time. So the maps yeah, and the terrain. Vampire and Dark <laughs> Ages, you get your, yeah, maybe even Call of Cthulhu if you got like a little, little, little fantasy era of Call of Cthulhu, yeah. Maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. It depends what you're into. I mean, uh, I guess the the one thing that we can take away is that I suppose that there there is a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, maybe. Like, depending on how they handle it, of course. But this is a turning point for Wizards of the Coast yeah. in general. And I mean, I, I do hope that, like, Games Workshop is looking. And I have to imagine they are. Because uh, why wouldn't you? Um, but like they could turn this around and they could double down on like, no, open source is open and that's what it is. And I don't know, just turn it around. We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. I, I honestly have to hope for that because certainly hate for it to just like go away. Yeah. Well, know, no, that's that necessarily will, but yeah. I think that's why we're making making this the topic of the day because it does feel like an inflection point. Like this does feel like a yeah. like a bigger community uh, activation than we normally see, and a company, yeah, at yeah. least recognizing that it is a a large enough wave that they are kind of responding to it. We'll we'll see what the the end result <laughs> be, ends up being, but either either D and D will stick with a an actual open gaming license. Or people will get excited about an alternative open gaming license. I mean, um, Paizo's making a system that's that's being joined by a bunch mm-hmm. of other companies, I think including Cobalt Press. Um, I think so, and, yeah. And it is open yeah. OGL, right? That That's actually what they're calling yeah. it. Yeah, and, and like a lot of other game companies are putting out game systems that, that uh, and, and we'll see what ends up being becoming popular, but... Um, I just encourage all of you, like if if your friends are interested in playing any sort of RPG, I really think it is pretty easy to switch between them. the The real skills of an RPG are just being creative and thinking about what your character would do and what would be fun to do. And I mean, yeah, every every right. game is going to have a different list of of spells or whatever. But yeah, just think about yeah, what you want to do. You don't need to. To get to get yeah. too focused on that. I mean, hey, I like telekinesis or whatever. Uh, yeah, press to digitation. I think that's pretty cool. But that that's a good. I do like that. Yeah, 
That's a good but one. whether you know whether you're rolling a D six or D six or an icosahedron, dodecahedron, you know, decahedron, <gasps> whatever Man, you're rolling, I octahedron. S- I swear, I swear, don't I thought that for octahedron with twenty with years pro- proprietary little Star Wars symbols on them, whatever it is. <laughs> like, yeah. 20 years. <laughs> Learn something new every day. That's that's what we're here Literally. for. Literally. Yeah. yeah. I have to look that up just to make sure you're not making fun of me. <laughs> well, on that note. <laughs> yeah. Thank you again for joining us on another episode of Paint Bravely. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes, subscribing to the YouTube channel, and sharing this message with your hobby friends. And as always, we appreciate each and minute, each and every one of you. All of you guys, we appreciate Man, all of you. Not, the heck yeah, out of you. We really yeah. do. <laughs> we will talk to you next I'll time. See you next time. <laughs>